Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Militant mind, the general nine grip, the crippled blades and a pen that can sharpen your spine tip. Level headed, though my mind flips from side to side. With an acrobat's experience after I stick it, I'm living down a demon possessed. I he yeah, seems Jay's the best for the job with no What's the word, y'all? It's KTR underscore podcast, hashtag KTR. We are KTR. We in the building. We are back with Know the Rose podcast, episode 47, live and direct with my brothers, Big Harv, J-Bo, and Senko. Yes, that is right. And my brothers, how are y'all doing today? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> I'm tired. Y'all wake yeah. up, no? I'm trying to hydrate, man. I'm trying to wake up. Just came off of a uh, you know WrestleMania week, and I mean, Tango, you know personally how amazing that was. So right. I mean, yeah, I should be tired of anything. <laughs> <laughs> four days, not, four days Hershey. of nonstop wrestling. Yeah, Big Hawk, how you feeling today? Feeling good, man. I'm not feeling too bad, you know. That's actually one of the most positive things you said about you feeling good. It is. You know, know, and we're going to take it. We're going to move on from it so you don't think about it real quick. But before we dive into this episode, before Harp changed mind about his symptoms, we're going to get into this one little thing real quick y'all got to do for us before we go in deep into this podcast episode. And that is two. Follow us on all social media platforms, KTL underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Another Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Another Rose Podcast. All podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, our podcast, Podbean. We own everything. And don't forget to get your merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash KTR Podcast. Now, let's get down to the nitty-gritty and not waste no time so J-Ro can get some sleep today. He just mentioned WrestleMania. Let's talk about WrestleMania. Yes, WrestleMania was big. WrestleMania was classic. This was a stupendous WrestleMania, like they said, that would be live and direct from Dallas, Texas at the AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys played that they failed to make the playoffs every year. Okay, we're not going to talk about football. We're talking about, we're talking about wrestling, though. We're talking about wrestling. But I would like to say, though, WrestleMania was an incredible experience. This was my very first WrestleMania attending. And I got to say, it was, like I said, it was just a great experience all around, meeting a bunch of people from wrestlers to just wrestling enthusiasts and content creators just all getting together for a good time and just watching speak about wrestling that's what it's all about that's that's just what the big joy and fun is about that whole week it's, it's also just more beyond just WWE from that spectrum it's all promotions around everybody was there you, you could think of from the indie scenes to the WWE, even uh, also the mainstream wrestling that you see on cable TV with an AEW, Ring of Honor, um, Impact, all, all that good stuff. But like it was a good time all around. Uh, big shout out to Wally Mania. That was cold. That was a great event. Uh, shout out to uh, GCW for the culture show, indie show. That was a great show. Uh, NXT Stand Deliver, WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Night 2, WWE Raw, like all that good stuff. Everything was just great on par and to the T. I had a great time. I met so many great people out there. You know, like I said, like from everybody, just like especially, I was especially happy that I got to meet up with actual other podcasters and see them for the first time face to face. Instead of just, you know, through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, how we all have been interacting so far. No, since we are fairly new to the wrestling community, though we've been here almost two years, 
you know, they everybody else has been like pretty much long, but I was like finally glad that we had the opportunity so I could meet them, put a face to the person, so everybody knows what the brand is with No The Roast Podcast. Hopefully get some collaborations done soon. And yeah, like I said, it was a good time. Like, big shout out to everybody, like from Pretty Hills, those wrestling girls, Job of Tears podcast. Um, shout out to uh, Lovely. Oh, yeah, shout out. Big thank you. Thank you for that bracelet. I bought that for you right off the bat. Appreciate that. I got to get more from you, too. Uh, shout out to my Midwest Million Mafia family uh, with Culture Cast. And big shout out to uh, bro, uh, Trey from We Love Wrestling because for real, like all that, no, he he really put me on everything. And I'm really appreciative of all that he's done for the whole ordeal with introducing everybody and also with another Rose podcast as a whole. But overall, good good wrestling week. Let's talk about WrestleMania. I'm off my soapbox real quick. What did y'all think about WrestleMania night one night two? Tell me what y'all thoughts were. What about you, Hawk? What do you think? Oh, man. Um, I feel like WrestleMania night one that Saturday was uh, superior than night two for various reasons. Um, the shows were pretty balanced, so it wasn't like a giant jump. I just enjoyed the action from the first night more than the second night. Uh, you had a lot of fluff, a lot of distraction. The world title match didn't really come off as good as it should have. One of those matches, you've seen them once, you've seen it a million times, and they keep giving it to us a million times. Um Vince's whole segment was un- <laughs> unnecessary. All right. It could have been a lot shorter, a lot more uh, to the point, and it kind of rained on uh, McAfee's uh, parade, in my opinion, because I feel like he made he made himself a star there at uh, WrestleMania that night. So um, that kind of left a bad taste. But uh, overall, it was better than what I thought it was going to be going into it. You know, we were all apprehensive um, because they really showed on talent, and they did split it into two nights. Didn't really know what to expect. But, yeah, not too bad. David, tell me your thoughts. Um, overall, I, I thought WrestleMania was quite enjoyable. Uh, you, you know, I, I was looking out for uh, my girl, Bianca Belair, when she took out Becky Lynch, WrestleMania, two WrestleManias in the row, winning championship goal. Uh, I know we'll talk about it on this podcast, but, you know, Cody Rhodes coming out, obviously that's something that the entire fan base truly expected for it to happen and obviously they were so that intro uh his, his match was you know we'll save that we'll, we'll talk about that in a second but you know his appearance night one night two i mean the fact that vince mcmahon and his horribly botched stunner then again it is expected from a 70 plus euro on how he should honestly take a stunner but we're still talking about it and it's going to still be, you know, a talks for a little minute. So I guess it did its job. Um, I agree with Harv. It did rain on the parade of Pat McAfee, but overall it was used to put over stone cold while they were still in Texas, which was the inevitable result. So I guess that was fine. Um, I was not a big supporter of any of the celebrity matches that took place. One of the big one was uh, Jenny Knoxville from Jackass. However, that match was entertaining, which it served its purpose night two, so that's fine. Uh, I was not expecting pretty much anything at all with uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Even though I am a fan of Reigns, I as, as Harv mentioned, you've seen them once, you've seen them again, you've seen them seven more times, and then you see them one more time for more championship belts. So it it did what I – the match went exactly how I thought it would. Back uh, Slow, back and forth, five-minute – 
intervals, F5s, Superman punch, two spears, that's it. So I, I didn't expect much to do what it was supposed to do. So overall, it was fine. It, it, it was fine. It was enjoyable. So I, I liked it. I agree. Like I said, overall, the show was uh, good and, like, it caught my attention. Uh, night, I was late for night one. I I, was, I got, like, sidetracked and distracted. I didn't pull up to the ring about, like, till 8.30. So, I mean, it is what it is. So <laughs> I, I just don't understand that you got tickets to WrestleMania and you show up late. That, that just doesn't make sense to me. I was on time for night two. On Sunday, night one was a last minute decision on going. And but I I had went out before and I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll make it. And I didn't make it. But <laughs> so I missed I missed uh, a good portion of the beginning of night one. But from what I saw from night one, the rest of it, you know, everything was cool. Like I said, Charlotte won. That's all that mattered to me. Becky won. I got to see it. I mean, not Becky. Uh, Bianca. Not bad. Yeah. I got the bees mixed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bianca won. Girl, Charlotte won. Uh, shoot, I got the win the Stone Cold wrestling actual match, which took caught me off guard by surprise. And, yeah, but, like, night two. It, night two. Uh, I was looking for night two. I was because I wanted to see Lesnar versus Reigns. That was the big match I wanted to see. The Giant Knoxville match. It was better on TV than it was live in person. I'm gonna say that because you was look, looking at live, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Those camera angles make a big difference <laughs> in yeah. these celebrity entertainment matches. It so was entertaining watching from those camera angles, either to be honest with you. <laughs> Harf, this Harf, we, we we know so, how you feel about a lot of things, so that, that this opinion doesn't count. But understand so, though. <laughs> And what else? Oh, yeah, I was uh, happy that Logan Paul uh, beat Ray Mysterio's son, too, as well. But that was my opinion about WrestleMania. Uh, so what was the biggest the biggest moment of WrestleMania to you? What would you say that would be? The biggest moment of WrestleMania to me was that amazing entrance from Bianca Belair with the HBCU band right behind her. CSU. Yeah, and, and coming in and showing down next WrestleMania. That was the biggest moment to me. Um, I, I think the biggest moment in general of WrestleMania was obviously Cody Rose's debut. It wasn't my biggest moment, but I think overall for the fan base, that's the one that people are still talking about. Oh. Overall biggest moment is probably uh, Austin's actual match, actually wrestling the match for Kevin Owens. Um, not so much the second night that I really felt like that was botched a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, that's why I feel like really was the biggest moment. I think Stone Cold got the biggest pop. It was the biggest surprise. We was talking about how uh, everybody else would be pissed if they didn't get a little taste of Stone Cold next night. You know what I'm saying? And they made sure it came out. Um, my favorite moment is Tall Order. Uh, <laughs> Really? Oh, no. I don't have a favorite moment. It was it was it was better than I expected, but nothing that I was really looking for to happen happened. Or nothing that would have really excited me happened. It was pretty bottom numbers. So so you wouldn't you wouldn't say that maybe Pat McAfee's in ring uh, uh, performance wasn't good enough for you or or no no I enjoyed it I enjoyed it I enjoyed uh, Bianca Belair's entrance I, I enjoyed it all none of it was just 
that capturing to me. I didn't feel like the match was as good as it should have been between her and Becky. And I don't feel, I feel like Vince and that whole little angle after that rained on what happened with McAfee. So I guess the way I look at it is a little different. Overall, none of the angles really paid off the way that they should have. Some a little extra always got to take it away. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, I, I think I do know what your favorite moment. I think your favorite moment was when Vince McMahon took probably the best stunner of his career. Because <laughs> I remember being at your place and when he took the stunner and he finally fell down to his knees, like he, like, you know, he was on a runaway show, finally hitting the move. And I saw you, mind you, Harv is not that small of an individual. When Vince McMahon took the time, Harv hit the ground because of just how amazing the oh, stunner. Yeah, I, did. I took a knee. I took a knee for Vince. <laughs> so I, I think that probably was your yeah. most memorable. <laughs> it's memorable. That's for sure. I thought the man was dead. He looked like a zombie from Resident Evil after he gets shot in the head. He fell back. Knees was up under him. It was weird. That ain't healthy. (laughs) So with that, yeah, I'd probably say Stone Cold was probably the biggest moment of WrestleMania with him actually wrestling a match. And not not too much of a bad match, honestly, for a person of his age, too. Because I feel like he wrestled within his limitations. He knew what he could do, what he couldn't do. And he didn't try to go over the top like you know how some people would, you know, try to perform yeah. other moves that they. He could. wasn't really out of breath until they got back in the ring. He was watching exactly him. like his, his cardio was real decent. He was straight, right? Yeah. So yeah, like so, big shout out to him. So that was probably the biggest moment overall. The biggest moment to me, WrestleMania. Uh, I'm just gonna sound like real cliche and head ass, but I'm gonna say uh, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. With that the double championship title, you, you know how I am. You know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna go with. So yeah, so that, that was just my two cents right there. So with that, now that WrestleMania is over, basically that means a new season of wrestling begins. You know, we're we're at the beginning. We're at the top. We're we're at day one, week one of this 52 week series of the wrestling season till next year's WrestleMania, which will be in. Hollywood. So, yes. So, we see how everything is paying out right now. We see, we've noticed over time with the, the roster cuts, um, the diminishing of, of the roster, people leaving the company. We see how thin out the roster is right now. And we've talked about this on multiple episodes leading up to this episode about possibly the ending of the brand split and just combining to one thing. It looks like they're going that route right now with Roman Reigns being a double champion. And now they're trying to combine the tag team titles. What, what do y'all think about this move? It, it happens every few years. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be the same process. They're going to mix the belts. They're, they're going to combine them together, get rid of the draft or or the superstar switch up, whatever they call it nowadays. That's going to be the same way for about four to five years, and then we're going to bring it back. So I, I think it's decent for right now. Um, it's a shame because they could honestly utilize the fact that they do have multiple championships better, but since they – like you mentioned, they already cut off 80% of their roster the past two years. 
you really ain't got nobody left other than, you know, a whole bunch of athletes who decided to do wrestling on the side and now they're in NXT 2.0. Uh, so I, I think it'll be decent, but it's nothing I'm too excited about. Yeah, I agree pretty much wholeheartedly, man. Um, seen it before. <laughs> you will see it again. You know, they going to combine them, shake it up, separate them, shake it up. Every few years, it really does keep things fresh. It's one of those things you really can't really uh, complain about too much because it's, it's going to happen. Eventually, they run out of, um, I mean, on budget cuts, they, they ran out of people to actually have enough to um, really make sense of having everything separate. It doesn't make sense right now. Um, I feel like a lot of people are going to be left to the, the wayside because of that. A lot of a lot less people will get championship opportunities. But... Um, they, they got to focus on building certain people. Like They circle back around to Austin. You know Austin ain't going to give him too many more matches. I think that was it for him. <laughs> you know, he, he don't play, so yeah. Yeah, it's just it, they, like they are seriously running out of people. They have to start building stars. So I think it will allow them to concentrate more on certain individuals, but a lot of other people really won't get as much uh, TV time or, or opportunity as maybe they should be afforded. True. Yeah, because with that, like, that's everything's just limited, even with tag teams, too, as well. Because, like, look how many tag teams there, there actually are within the business. So, you can say that with uh, NXT, too, as well. Like, you saw the, uh, the NXT tag team, they had to bring a, a team from the UK mm-hmm. into the tournament. And they end up winning. Like, shoot, even that tag team division is diminished, too, as well. So, it's just, it's real hard. So, my follow up question with this, what are you about to say, Jerbo? No, I was about to say on that same note, yeah, they're bringing a lot of guys over from the UK. You you can kind of see the, you know, the writing in the sand that UK is probably fading out a little bit too because they're bringing a lot of their heavy hitters over. We see Imperium, that was probably the biggest shot. They just brought over the former tag team champions in, in Pretty Deadly. Um, obviously, Pete Dunne was already over there for a minute, but, you know, they're, they're doing more and more of our UK guys. Kaylee Ray is over now. I mean, I can keep on naming. So that's another thing that I see them merging over to NXT 2.0 and just keeping all in one. Yeah, I see it. Um, with that, even they broke up, they broke up Imperium. Like, you yeah. would think, like, they would keep those two guys yep. together for, like, at least a, a tag team part, but they just said, nope. Nope, yeah. yeah. Ludwig. Ludwig is here now. And Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. <laughs> Gunther, whatever. Walt, Walter's his name, damn it. Walter. Right. <laughs> it's mama named Walter. I'm going to call him Walter. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that, uh, my follow question with the whole thing with the ending of the brand split, who you think will be the person to – Dethrone Roman Reigns. Well, if we pay attention to anything, if we have been noticing the the excessive build, focus, promo, TV time, they have been giving Cody Rhodes since he came back. He's the only one, at least right now, that looks like a simple... Uh, 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 Inevitable, especially with the the story of him coming back to the WWE because he wants to win the world title that his father rightfully deserved. I mean, it they're building it so much up to the point where, and he's a super face right now. That's that's like the main one right now that I see possibly ending Roman Reigns' reign. Um, yep, I agree. I think it's going to be Cody. 
I don't think it's really going to amount to much. I'm staying by that, man. I don't think that they're going to take him seriously as a champ. I just don't see him carrying the company. They're not going to. We've seen them give people deals before people come back for crazy amounts of money and it not pay off. I don't think it's going to pay off. That's just me personally. Only other person I can see, because I feel like they're going to streamline the hell out of this boy is Brian Breaker. Like they they gonna shove him down our throats like the next John Cena. I really hope I'm wrong, but I could honestly see them trying to boost that man up by having him take down uh Romero. And I'll if you don't mind, I'll even piggyback off of that because I was actually okay with Braun Breaker for a while. I was. He he wasn't one of my favorites. He wasn't somebody I was you know specifically watching matches of, but I was okay with it. I'm I'm officially you know turned off from Braun Breaker since he defeated Gunther this past week in yep. in a a random NXT Championship matchup, and and B in such a straightforward typical match. The function. We're talking about somebody who carried the NXT UK World Championship throughout the panorama. You're talking about somebody who had you know, uh, blood matches with, with people like Ilya Dragunov, Pete Dunne, and pretty much all the other heavy hitters in NXT UK. And he comes yeah. in better shape than he has been. And but- casually to 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 Braun Breaker just to solidify Braun as an NXT world champion it's it wasn't necessary I understand if you want to bring him up to the main roster that's fine you didn't have to do it with him just losing a casual ass match with with Braun Breaker but yeah that's I, that's why I'm turned off from Braun Breaker I, I'm not interested with how they're forcing him down at this point Oh, well, with that, like I said, I agree that it's more likely will be Cody Rhodes because it at this point it has to be a wrestler that hasn't lost to Roman Reigns yet, pretty much, because the whole thing with the Roman Reigns streak is basically like, you know, he beats him in the match, he's done with them completely. Like that, that's just how it goes. Like, I smashed him, I smashed him. I... Okay, that's a bad choice of words, but yeah. But <laughs> Everybody getting smashed. (laughs) Right. Reigns the smash master. Smashing you, you, bodies, bodies, bodies. Him, him, hurt him, him, bodies, bodies, bodies. (laughs) We didn't finish the show because Snowfall on right now and I'm missing it. But yeah. But yeah, it has to be Cody Rose because it, it has to be somebody he hasn't faced yet. And he's Roman Reigns has faced everybody on the roster that's basically prominent with a name, and that should be the next person to beat him, like Drew McIntyre. Um so I can think of right now the top of my head, because I'm the only person that will face him in my mind. Um, like everybody else, like all the other big faces. Randy Orton could do it. I haven't seen a one-on-one match with them yet, so I would be pleased if that happened. But yeah, but like I said, at this point, how everything's being portrayed and pushed right now, it has to be Cody because I don't think Roman Reigns is going to go to the next WrestleMania's champion because they're doing the whole build-up with him versus The Rock, which kind of might happen. Makes sense at this point, personally. Yeah, that's yeah. my two cents. It, it, that makes sense, you know. Because that, that's, that's been the whole thing. We, we can't have Rock fight for the title. 
because we already know Roman Reigns is going to keep it because you can't. The Rock's not wrestling full time. He has mm-hmm. his, own, his own stuff to worry about, movies, XFL, etc. So, yeah. So, this is not going to be long with that. So, Cody Rhodes probably going to win the title. He probably going to win money in the bank than cash in. That's how I'm saying it. I don't think he'll win money in the bank. I think he'll just earn it, right? Because he's clearly making claim for the belt now. Uh, money in the bank is typically for people who don't outwardly make claims for the belt who just so happen to get the belt and now they take advantage. Cody Rose, he's making it clear he's going to be next up in line eventually. Yeah. So SummerSlam? I'm sorry? So SummerSlam then? SummerSlam, yeah. SummerSlam, probably like the biggest show that it could happen at. I don't see it going all the way to the Rumble or Survivor Series. So I, probably SummerSlam. All right, calling it for was that June, July? That's June. That's June. Yeah, that's June. SummerSlam? SummerSlam? No, no, it's August. Yeah, July. That's uh, Money in the Bank. That's yeah. in Vegas. Yes. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> see. We're going to see what happens. Yep, July 3rd. <laughs> Money in the Bank. I will be there. <laughs> yes. So that is everything with that. that. We got the WrestleMania title. We got the whole ordeal, the recap, the aftermath of what could happen. Um, y'all have anything else in your mind? Because I don't got anything right now, personally. Cody no. Rose Bridge. Yeah. Wait, uh, we got to talk about that bridge. Listen, look, look. So many people talk about how that was the best match of the night. And for multiple arguable reasons, fine. But I, I, I'm sorry. I cannot say that you had the best match of the night. And no offense to either one of them, but uh, you can't say you had the best match of the night if you couldn't do a bridge. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, I can lay you know, on the ground and try to do a bridge now. I'm not saying that. I know the move is difficult, but even if it's difficult, how often do you see somebody botch a bridge if attempted in a wrestling match? It's not common, okay? So the fact that it took place is botch that, that was just hilarious, first off. I think we, it, we counted four total botches in the match. Overall, yeah, yep, and and you know that's nitpicky. That's very nitpicky. But because you know, I'm I'm very upset to see this man back in WWE. Why you hate him, nit- man. I, I disagree with his reasons, man. And it's it's not my it's not my life. It's not my money. It's not my family. Whatever. But you bullshit. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Man, so I'm a, I'm a nitpicky. Don't be hating on Cody Luther King, man. He, he botched quite a few times on some really basic stuff. I don't feel like the match was that great. Uh, it was decent. It wasn't terrible. You know, it was solid B, but it, it wasn't what it needed to be for me to be excited for the rest of whatever Cody Rhodes is about to do. He got to got to prove it to me. I mean, I, I got to. I'm just not excited right now. That's just me. We'll see. We will see. But until next time, we will see what happens with next episode because that is all the time we have. For episode 47, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for checking in with us. Thank y'all for listening. Be sure to do everything that y'all hear me say on this podcast. And that is too. Follow us on all social media platforms, KTL underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Notre Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Notre Rose Podcast, all podcast platforms, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, our podcast probably we're on everything. And don't forget to get your merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash KTR podcast. Mm. That's some good Don Julio. Like I said, this is 
episode 47, the aftermath of WrestleMania. KTR, hashtag KTR, Know the Roast Podcast, and we are out. What should they do, Big Hard? You know, with everything going on in the world, them gas prices being as high as they are, a lot of a lot of people find that pulling up to the pump is is they feel a dreaded feeling, you know. But there's one thing that's always free to pump, and that's those numbers, baby. How did you think about something like that? <laughs> That's what I do, man. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah,